Hello. Before we start today's episode, if you would like a condensed version of what I'm talking about in this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to The Perfectionist Guide. You can read the entire thing in three minutes or less. To access this, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash newsletter. Are you a bit of a perfectionist, type A, hyper performer? Then you know that having the audacity to see an ideal and bring it into reality while breaking generational habits of hustle can be tough, but it doesn't have to be. If you are ready to burn bright instead of burning out, to lead without losing yourself, and to enjoy the life you have worked so hard to create, then keep listening. I'm your host, America's leader on rewiring perfectionism, CLG, and this is Perfectionism Rewired, the podcast. Welcome to Perfectionism Rewired, episode 40. It's my 35th birthday, April 13th. I landed here on Earth in 1986. Yes, the same year as the Courtney American Girl doll that was just released. Coincidence? I think not. (laughs) This is the first birthday of mine that we are celebrating together. Birthdays bring up a lot of emotions to the surface about where am I with my life? We look at where we hoped we'd be and where we are now. I used to use my age as an itinerary for my life. A goal that I had was to expand my salary to six figures before I turned 30. Check, did that. I also had an itinerary that I thought I would get married and have my first child by age 35, (laughs) that didn't happen. And it's exactly as it's meant to be. When I look back at the past year, every single circumstance was a circumstance that I was not at all hoping to be in or expecting. This is the crazy part, okay? I used to get so frustrated when things didn't happen the way or at the time when I wanted them to. But when I stopped rushing and pressuring myself and hustling, my growth exploded. The baseline of everything that I have accomplished this past year and what I am going to continue to accomplish in the future, the baseline of all of this, all growth, anything that you want in your life is to allow yourself to love where you are as though you have chosen it. This is the key to getting what you want and to getting where you want to go. If you think of seeds, the ground that you're putting it in, in order to make it the most fertile as possible, you need to embrace where you are and love it as though you have chosen it. I see with clients, there are two reasons, like overarching themes as to why they're not making the kind of progress that they want to be making. And not even making the kind of progress. It's just like in misery for no reason. One of them is when you, and I've had this with a client recently, where they're like, I totally believe, I totally believe. But at the same time, they're showing me that they don't totally believe because they are wanting to hurry. Whenever you notice that you are rushing or that you're hurrying, or you're like, why isn't this going to happen? It's because you're not fully in belief of it. Because if you knew, and I mean believe and felt with all of your soul, like your whole being, that the result or the goal that you are headed towards was going to happen, you knew that it was inevitable, 
you wouldn't be hurrying. You, you literally wouldn't. You would be enjoying where you are. Like think about it if you are on a plane ride. You know where that plane is going to land. If you're on a flight to Maui, you're not thinking to yourself the whole time, I hope we get to Maui. Are we gonna get to Maui yet? When are we gonna get to Maui? Are you sure this plane isn't going to Maui? I think that it might be going to Idaho. No, you wouldn't do that. If you're me, at least my last flight to Maui, I was like sitting back. I had business class seats. I made friends with the woman next to me. I was having vodka sodas. I was reading a book. It was a great time. The other way that this shows up, because I know that you pretties are smart and our brains those sneaky drunk toddlers can be uh, tricky sometimes and they'll, they'll say, oh yeah, I totally love where I am. But here's how you know that you don't. If you are thinking about the past, you might think that you're not thinking about the past, but if you're questioning, well, why did this happen? And why am I in this circumstance? And if you're justifying like, well, you know, this package was supposed to arrive today or I was supposed to be getting married or whatever it is, when you're doing that, you're not loving where you are. And sometimes it even has to do with fixating on other people. Like I caught myself doing that the other day with Chandler and I was thinking to myself, like, I did not sign up for this. He continues to be more and more high maintenance and I continue to be a single pet parent. And I was thinking about the hour it takes sometimes to prepare his breakfast and get him out the door in the morning. And I was just thinking to myself, oh, but guess what? <laughs> that is not helpful. I have found a belief that really just helps calm me is there's nowhere else I'd rather be. And I choose this belief always. No matter what, I always find my way to it. I'm not saying I'm always where I plan to be. I have instances where I act in ways that I'm not proud of, but they show me that I still have inner work to do. We have so much judgment for where we are and the progress we haven't made, but we only can make the progress we want when we love exactly where we are. The key to having power over creating your life is always complete awareness and allowance of our power to do it and complete acceptance for where we are right now. Think about it like if you are getting onto Google Maps in order to get directions, correct directions, it has to locate where you are on the map. And the more that you fight it, the longer it's gonna take for you to arrive at your destination. Think about the choices that you make every day. What you are compounding in your life matters. When I look at my past year, my 34th year, and where I am right now, it's really because of those daily choices. Are you compounding excuses or are you compounding progress? And the compounding of your daily decisions, are they stacking up positively or negatively? Because the reason why I'm at where I'm at right now is because of my decisions over the past year stacked up positively. Many of my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, when they first come to me, they are giving up on their goals a couple of weeks into the month. And I'm talking about like 
their their thoughts, right? I'm not talking about their their actions. I'm talking about the way that they're showing up because mindset, we work at the brain. So that means that 50% of the month, they are like, I don't really know. Maybe it's possible. I don't know. I'm not sure. I feel kind of defeated and anxious, right? And you're doing that month after month. If you're doing that half the time, you're not believing in yourself half the time, month after month, that is the way that you're showing up. And if you're going to continue to do that, that means that half of your year would be wasted. Like if I did that for half the year, I definitely wouldn't have been on episode 40 by now. I don't even know if I would have launched if I would have stayed in that mentality. This isn't just from a goal point of view. This is about enjoying living and having freedom and just the joy of being an adult in the world, in this modern day society. We all love these sexy stories of these big, huge, giant breakthroughs. But the truth booth of it all is that transformation and becoming an entirely different person, creating a new brain, like what I talk about every episode, that happens over a period of a thousand, oh man, I missed it. That happens over a period of a thousand different decisions, a thousand different micro moments where you decide, are you going to show up for yourself or are you not? Like for me, am I going to record this podcast on a Sunday like I promised before I pick up Chandler from daycare? Or am I going to decide to organize my shoe closet? Are you going to take the five minutes for your brain in the morning like you promised yourself you would? Or are you going to reply to that text that just came through? Recently, I gave a talk for a female leadership organization and the organizer commented how I was a very dynamic speaker. That is because I have spent the past two years showing up on IG stories to help my people. I showed up even when there was one person watching and I served the hell out of that one person. I was long-winded and I was nervous and my messaging was really fucking messy and all over the place. And every single week I evaluated what was happening, how I could be better. And I challenged myself, how can I make this even simpler? How can I distill this even more? I challenged myself to say the same thing a thousand different ways until it landed in just the right way. I became more articulate and precise over time. And then there were a hundred people watching and I kept showing up and I keep challenging myself to be more masterful, to be more precise. But guess what? I have not yet arrived because there is no arrival. There is no destination. Here is not better than there. It's all one place. Watch for when your brain thinks it'll be better when I get to this place or when I get to this result or when this happens. There is no arrival. The way that you move towards your goal is the way that you will be at your goal. I tell my one-on-one coaching clients this all the time when I notice that they're in hustly or stressy or graspy or resentment. Whatever you use to build it, that fuel is what it's going to take to sustain it. We want to keep our fuel clean. We don't want any of that dirty shit. Then you just end up polluting your life. This is why having me as your one-on-one coach is clutch. Because with my clients, we set the GPS for the quickest path from where you are now to your goals. And then we go there together and we have so much fun on the ride there. And the power 
of having someone else with you on the journey and working together towards a goal, particularly when you don't have a large network of people or sometimes anyone in your day-to-day life that are also wanting to better themselves. You want to surround yourself with at least one person that is being proof of possibilities and is also aspiring to better themselves. It also normalizes the experience, like both the successes and the mind drama over the things that your brain perceives as failure. Hiring me as your coach is an investment decision that compresses the timeline to your results. Before I go, some quick gems for you. Stop wanting and waiting to feel good. (laughs) The primary mechanism that our human brains have to get us to stop doing something is negative emotion. If you get cool with feeling bad and feeling uncomfortable, your brain has no power. We are taking the knife away from the little drunk toddler that's running around. It can't stop you. Wanting to feel good is its leverage. If you stop wanting to feel good, when you go and you do things, you win. This is why I bring up the feelings every single week when you're like, I don't do feelings, I'm too busy for that. This is why we do the feelings. Accept where you are right now and love it as if you had chosen it. We have so much judgment for where we are and the progress that we haven't made, but we will only make the progress we want at an accelerated pace and having so much fun along the way when we love exactly where we are. Ask yourself, what is it that you desire? What are your wildest dreams? And why do you want them? Spoiler alert, the why that we want something is a feeling. Feelings are not created by the experience. It is not created by having the thing. It's created by your thoughts about having the thing, which means the ones you want are available to you anytime. You don't have to wait to feel them. You just need me to show you how to do it so you can feel them a lot faster and a lot better. Remember to share this podcast with someone you know because everyone deserves to know how to love where they are right now. And if you are committed to creating change in your life and you feel like you've been in the car, but it's like you're um, in the back of an Uber driver that is driving in a Prius with two feet and you keep trying by yourself, but you feel like you keep getting lost and you keep like missing the mark. If you're nodding your head, yes, listen closely because I might have the solution you've been searching for. My perfectionism rewired accelerator, a six week, highly individualized one-on-one coaching experience designed exclusively for perfectionists like you. Your perfectionism is actually your greatest asset and leveraging it can be hard work or take years of guesswork. That's why in Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator, I give you my key frameworks to taking charge of your Ferrari drive, proven to work even for the most type A, high-strung, stubborn perfectionists. In the first 30 days, you will cut your burnout in half. 
increase your professional fulfillment by at least 150%. And your self-compassion will go up at least 250%. And that is just your first 30 days. So if you want to save yourself years of trial and error, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash accelerator today. Or if you want to take the easy way, just click the link in the show notes to check out the Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator.